This is episode 281. Has your relationship hit a rut with Jasmine? Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Thank you for listening. I really love today's episode and it's a must listen, whether you're in a relationship or not, there's so much ground we cover. And if you are someone who wishes someone else would change or someone else would be different, this is definitely an episode to listen to. Before we dive in, I have three quick announcements, things that are coming up that I want you to know about. First, on February 11th, I'm having our next group virtual coaching call. The topic for February is going to be connecting to your inner child. It's only $20 to join. If you can't make it live, then you get a link to the recording. If you haven't joined us for a group coaching call, the format is I come in, I talk a little bit, I guide you through a meditation. That meditation is cut and recorded separately for you. So you get it as a meditation to keep whenever you want to use it. Then I teach on a topic and then I open it up to one-on-one hot seat coaching. And it's, I get through a lot of people. It's a beautiful opportunity to get coaching from me and connect with like-minded people. That group coaching call is also a great introduction to inner child work. If you're considering joining us for the inner child workshop, that's March 19th through 21st. We teach this workshop live. It's not pre-recorded. We did two last year and the results and the feedback we got were just so heart moving. People shifted so much. And the inner child workshop isn't about going back and reliving trauma. You don't need to have childhood memories to do inner child work. It's really about creating that connection so that you can heal that inner child by bringing him or her out of the past and into the present and create a new future together. And we also really teach you how to connect to your inner parent. So if you want to join us for that, the group coaching call, which is a little preview is christinehaster.com slash group. And if you're curious about the entire workshop and maybe want to sign up and get the early bird discount, go to christinehasler.com slash inner child. If money is a really big obstacle for you, but your heart and soul want to do this work, just email Jill at christinehasler.com. We always work with people on our programs financially. We do have some scholarships and partial scholarships available. And the last announcement is I am opening up a coaching training institute, myself and three other top coaches. Enrollment's going to start for that very, very soon, like this week. So if you want to get on the list to apply first, because it is an exclusive group, this first round, go to christinehasler.com slash coach training. And once you enter your name and email in sometime in the next week or so, you'll be sent a link to the website where you can learn more and apply. That is all the announcements I have for you. Let's talk about this call with Jasmine. As you are listening, consider, are you in a bit of a relationship rut? Your relationship, maybe your marriage or even a friendship has been going along for years and it's good, but there's some things you'd really like to change. Have responsibilities that have grown in your life made you grow apart from your partner? Are you the more conscious one in the relationship? 
and feel like you're consistently wanting your partner to grow and be conscious with you and come on the path with you, but they just seem to stay where they are. And finally, are you aware that the most intimate relationships in your life often trigger your stuff with your parents, (laughs) to put it bluntly? In other words, are you aware of often the person that you marry or an intimate relationship with is very much like your mom or dad. And that relationship becomes an opportunity to heal that. So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Jasmine. Jasmine, welcome to the show. How can I help? Thanks for having me here, Mm -hmm. Christine. Um, My question is, I've been married to my husband 11 years. He's an amazing man and he takes really good care of me and our two fur babies. He cooks dinner every night. He's a chef by trade. He helps with the house. He's an amazing person. And I feel even bad just wanting more from our relationship because he does so much already. My question is, I really want more presence and connection, intimacy in our everyday life. Sometimes it feels like we're just going through the motions and it's a beautiful life, but sometimes I feel like it's missing that presence mm. of life being lived. Mm. Can you give me an example? Yeah. I think that one of the things that I desire more of and is physical touch. So just like a kiss before bed or um, a hug in the living room for no reason. But I think sometimes he's so focused on what needs to happen and keeping the house going that he doesn't take the time to pause to really be there with me Mm. in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And was it like that in the beginning too? I think in the very beginning, we were 25 when we got married. So (laughs) we were young. We've grown a lot and expanded a lot together and also individually. So was it like that in the beginning? I think not as much, but you know, he's got a high profile job and we have a busy life. And so I think as responsibilities have grown over the years. You've grown apart in some ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tends to happen with couples. It's interesting. It's like we get married and we have all these big plans and big dreams and, you know, jobs or children or fur babies or in travel. And those things sometimes grow us apart rather than grow us together. So let me ask you this. I'm making the assumption that the answer is yes, but I want to ask you first. And the answer can completely be no. Do you want to stay married? Yes. Okay. Are you the one in the relationship who's doing more work, more consciousness work, listening to the podcast, reading the books? Okay. Then are you willing to do more to get what you want? Yeah. Okay. I know there was a little hesitation because it's like, I don't want to have to. Usually the person, and maybe you've heard me say this on the show, but usually the person with more consciousness has more responsibility. So what's so beautiful about masculine feminine dynamics, and I know I'm speaking to a female, but just because you're a female doesn't mean, you know, you only have feminine. So Mm -hmm. anyone listening, you can have masculine feminine dynamics. And the beautiful thing about feminine energy is that it's the invitation it's the muse. So what you're kind of in right now is you're in this sort of standoff where 
you are longing for him and you want to be him to be different. And maybe you've had conversations with him about it and he kind of gets it, but nothing really changes. Is that accurate? Mm -hmm. It changes for a little while and then it goes back into habits. Right. Right. So the beautiful thing about working with energy versus working with language is it's more powerful. So you've told me how he's kind of gotten more focused on to-dos and high-profile job and that type of thing. How do you think you've shifted and changed since you both first came together? Great question. I've definitely changed a lot, changed careers. I think I would say I've I've changed a lot of like the core essences, I guess, of even who I am. I think in the beginning, I would just kind of more like, I guess, aim to please and do things just to keep him happy. And as our relationship has expanded or grown or time has gone on, I'm like putting myself first, um, which sometimes I think he sees as like me being lazy or not wanting to do as many things as he wants to do or not taking the initiative. So I think in the beginning of the marriage, I was like, Oh, let me like take care of everything so that he's taken care of. And now I'm like, well, just do the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. And what impact do you think that's had on him? It forces him to take more responsibility for our life, daily life. What emotional impact do you think it's had on him? Maybe it's closed him off a little bit. Yeah. Do you think he might feel a little bit rejected at times? If in the beginning of the relationship, you aimed to please and kept him happy. And now you're kind of like, I come first. I'm, I'm, I know you're not, that's not your attitude. I'm just kind of throwing extremes. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, Yeah. I could see how that absolutely could make him feel like he's being rejected or not. Yeah. Not. A priority, I guess. One thing I've learned about men over the years is they're far more sensitive than we assume (laughs) and they hide it. So they tend to either withdraw or aggress Mm -hmm. when they feel hurt. And most men, especially, you know, good men who don't want to hurt or be aggressive, not that I don't like to use the word good or bad, but most men, I'll just take out good. Most men who don't want to be hurtful or aggressive withdraw and become passive. So I think, yes, there is the part of him that has the to-dos and the responsibilities. And there also may be the part of him that feels a little rejected and doesn't quite know what to do. And then you're kind of asking for more presence and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of times we hear that as I'm not enough or I'm doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Totally. Is he a, and think of his childhood too. Is he a really confident guy? Have things always come easily to him? Pretty much. Mm -hmm. He's a pretty confident guy. I mean, he works hard and his work pays off in the sense of like, there is some semblance of things coming to him. I don't know if I would say easily, but He's a pretty, he is a pretty confident person. And yet at the same time, I would say sometimes he's hustling for his worth. Right. That's the part I want to pay attention to because confidence that we get from achievement isn't true confidence. 
It's compensation. Mm. And again, you know his childhood, I don't, but if there is a part of him that didn't feel like parents were proud or he felt unworthy or maybe he wasn't popular with girls or whatever it was, if there was any part of him that felt not enough, that's Mm -hmm. driven his success on the goal line, it looks great because you have a nice house and a nice life and high profile job and all of that. But then you got to look kind of on the soul line of, is he hustling for his worth? And is part of the reason that he's so focused on the job and the responsibilities because that's where his worthiness comes in. Yeah. Based on performance. Mm -hmm. Based on performance. And then when he feels like he's not performing as a husband, he's going to want to fix it. So he's going to be like, okay, okay, okay. More hugs in the living room at four o'clock on a Tuesday. (laughs) Um, But it's going to come from that fix it place and it's not going to be embodied because it's going to feel like another to do. Yes. So let's see if we can give you some suggestions to kind of help you here. So one, I love that you were so honest about how you've shifted, that you've kind of been like, you know what? I don't want it to be all about him and I don't want to be the people pleaser. And there probably is, I'm guessing, a little part of you that may be a tad bit pissed off or a tad bit resentful that it kind of was all about him. And you're like, well, I would like some attention. I would like some presence. Like, when is it going to be about me? Mm-hmm. And I know not all of you feels like that, but all of us has that little kid inside who's like, when is it my turn? And that doesn't really inspire the feminine to be a muse. Like when we want something from a place of, well, I've done my share, now I deserve it. And we want something more from that place of expectation we're kind of just sitting around waiting and collecting evidence against someone rather than being the inspiration for it to happen. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. What I just said? Yep. Yep. So how do you think you could be the inspiration and the invitation for more presence, for more physical affection, for you not to feel like a responsibility or to do, but something that he just like relaxes into? and is, is a safe haven for him and is something that he comes to for nourishment and replenishment. And you get that as well. How do you become the invitation for that? Good question. I feel like just intentionally, I've tried to be more, I guess, I don't know if this is the right word I want to use, but it's the only word that's coming to my mind. So like the initiator of like, okay, like I'm going to give you the four, the hug on a four o'clock on a Tuesday Mm -hmm. and, and help bring you and ground you into this moment with me, even if it's for 30 seconds. That's the only thing I can think of. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Has that worked? Have you tried it? Yeah. And has Mm -hmm. it worked? Yes, it does. And I'll say you pointed this out. Sometimes I will, I do, I feel like I get tired and I get a little bit of that resentment and I'm like, oh, well, all right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you kind of drop off and don't Mm -hmm. stick with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're on target here. It is the, I'm going to create what I want and I'm going to just really create this space. And part of that invitation may be acknowledging him more, appreciating him even more, being even more vulnerable. Cause that's the invitation too. Like I notice a distinct difference when I come to my husband with a demand, even if I say it nicely, Versus when I say, this is hurting my heart. I'm nervous to talk about it. 
I'm really sad about something and I need to talk to you. Totally different versus Mm -hmm. I don't feel like we're connecting enough. It would mean a lot to me if you hugged me in the middle of the day. Can you feel the difference between those two things? Absolutely. I have done that in the past, come from that vulnerable space of my heart. And sometimes I think I feel like it feels scary to keep putting my heart out there. Mm -hmm. And then I know it's not intentional on his end that he's like not responding in that, in the, the the need that I, the desire that I want. Mm -hmm. Say that, say exactly that to him. You know, the, the other thing that I've learned about relationship and marriage is true intimacy is really saying how we deeply feel. You know, obviously we need to be careful not to be hurtful and not to be victims or anything like that. But I think Jasmine saying to him, look, I, I know this is my request and I'm really longing for this and I'm willing to in some ways take the lead or take the initiative. And I'm scared too, because I I have a heart and I have an ego and I'm afraid I'm going to get rejected. Mm-hmm. Because if you open up about your rejection fears, not right that moment, but maybe, I mean, who knows? It could ca- start a conversation about his. So what I'm really encouraging you to do is be even more intimate, be even more vulnerable because this is, you know, you're 11 years in, right? And it's like you either take this marriage into its next chapter and take it deeper, or you kind of just keep coasting. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'd always, for the kind of relationship I'd want, I'd rather take it deeper and risk it not working than stay safe. Yeah. And I think that also is what feels scary. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, the scariest conversations are less scary once you have them versus having them in your head. They're way more scarier in your head than when you actually have them. True. So how do you think a conversation would go with him where, you know, it's the weekend, he's not busy with work and you just say, you know, honey, or whatever you call him, I've been thinking about some stuff and I know I've made some requests for more intimacy and more affection in our relationship. And that's not coming from you doing anything wrong. Like I love you, take such good care of us on so many levels. And it's really coming from, you know, we've been together 11 years and I I love you more and I'm wanting to take our relationship to the next level. And, you know, I would be the one to, you know, be the invitation for that. And I, I would really love to know what I could do to make you want more of that. And if there's nothing I can do, then I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. But I'm so scared that I'm going to get rejected by you that I hold back too. Because there may Mm -hmm. be, again, in the standoff thing, there may be just two people that have a deep rejection wound that just aren't going all in. And if you talk Mm -hmm. about that and bring it to the surface, then you can move through it together. So what's coming up as I'm saying that? Yeah, I think I, I, I definitely know and that I could do that. And I know, I believe that he would be, he's always receptive to my sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think sometimes, you know, like you said earlier, he does get a little defensive and that he's not doing everything perfect or right. Mm -hmm. And I think his response would be to, you know, if I, how, how I could elicit that more would be to, I guess, do more. Mm. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, for me, and then I, then it feels like I'm, I'm going back to like, now I'm hustling for his love. Well, it's not hustle. I hear that. And you don't want to get into that energetic. You can look at it that way, but that's just going to build resentment. Or you can mm-hmm. look at, I'm really going to step in to being the invitation mm-hmm. to being in this, like, I've, I'm the one who's done more work. I'm maybe a little bit more conscious and I'm going to bring that in because it's a totally different come from. If you're, I'm hustling from his love for his love, then the come from is I don't love myself enough. And I need this other person to make me feel good. Totally. If not. the come yeah. from, yeah. If the come from is just love, it's like, I'm going to really be in the frequency of love and enjoy myself love so much and just be in love so much that I'm just the invitation for love and affection and connection. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do things. I'm going to put awesome music on. I'm going to put candles that smell good to me on. I'm going to, you know, laugh louder than I usually do. I'm going to acknowledge my husband more. I'm going to do things that make me happy. I'm going to make plans with my girlfriend, like anything that gets you in the frequency of love and connection and all of those things. You just being that Jasmine is the invitation. It's not working to get something. It's creating the space for what it naturally occurs. And you might just be so in that joy and frequency of love that you just like jump him, put your arms around him and give him a hug. And you don't even care how he responds. Cause you just have so much love overflowing. Yeah. That's my, definitely my intention to come from that, to live from that place of overflow. And let's just be curious here. So why, cause we always pick our partners for the lessons that we can learn together. Why do you think that you've chosen someone who I'm going to throw a term out? I don't think it's totally appropriate for him, but is at times maybe a little emotionally unavailable? Yeah, I think that you know my own work over the years. I've I've realized that that was a, is a symptom of my childhood mm-hmm. from my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't I don't think I was aware enough when and even if I was aware enough when we got married, I think you know maybe I would have still made the same decision because I love him, but I wasn't aware of that mm-hmm. pattern or wounding or conditioning. Yeah. 15 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful. You are now. And so know that you, you're not going to heal the dad wound by trying to get it from your husband. You heal the dad wound by giving that to yourself, by giving yourself that love and that affection and really being emotionally available with yourself and just creating that space. Because the same reason that, you know, your husband got shut down by the same reasons your father did not being raised in a super loving, nurturing, vulnerable feelings are talked about home. Yeah. Not at all. Mm -hmm. And often if there is a person who just really lives in that frequency of love and vulnerability and openness, it wakes somebody else up and that could happen with your husband or it could not. And five years from now, you and I could be having a conversation about, Oh my gosh, it's so shifted. He's broken open. Or you could be saying, you know what? I'm okay with what it is because my life is full. Or you could be saying, we had an amazing 15 years together and I'm ready for the next chapter. We don't know. Yeah. 
but any of those things are okay. The thing that wouldn't be okay is you trying to get dad's love from him and hustling for his love and trying to make it happen. You be the invitation and the inspiration just because it's oozing out of you. It's a big ask that I'm asking you. It's a lot easier to, (laughs) to blame somebody else or to have somebody else change. It's so much easier to want somebody else to change or be different. But what actually works is when we change. Yeah. And there might be some inner child work to do with dad that could help as well. Have you done the inner child workshop by any chance? I have not. That might be a good self-care investment for you to spend that time with you and little Jasmine. I notice that whenever I do work with little Christine, my relationship is better Mm. because I'm not projecting my stuff on my husband. He's no longer mom or dad. He's just Steph. Mm -hmm. How does this all feel in your body? True. Mm. Scary. (laughs) What feels scary about it? Um, I guess just the unknown. Mm -hmm. Well, the unknown is also where incredible possibilities and miracles lie. Our wildest possibilities and most pleasant surprises don't lie in the known. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a part of me that's like, well, it's just a little bit more safe and comfortable. Also, although being uncomfortable at the same time in what's already known. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's, it's only comfortable because it's familiar. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just going, going against that feeling and, and sitting in the uncomfortableness for the moment. Yes. You could think about it as going against that feeling, or you could think about it like going toward love, toward connection. Mm-hmm. Inspiration is about being pulled forward. Motivation is pushing through something. Mm. I'm encouraging you to be inspired, not motivated. Yeah, that feels totally different. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Inspiration's way better. Motivation depletes our adrenals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, when you feel ready, when you feel like your husband could, could be present to it, download our sacred union process. Do it together. Maybe download it, listen to it first, see if it's something you think you two could do but maybe be that invitation for a few months and then see if that's something that feels like would be good for you guys. Okay. So what are you inspired by? I'm inspired by the simplest things in life, the sun hitting the trees, being alive and really feeling all the joy and all the, all the, the polarity of existence. Hmm. I mean, what, what I love is I love those like small, quiet moments of presence, mm-hmm. wherever that may be, like mm. soaking the sun, hitting my face. maybe. Mm. So enjoy those, let those stack up the sun, hitting your face, cozying up with a warm blanket, mm-hmm. tasting something, Like I notice with my husband, I make way more sounds (laughs) eating something. I'm like, oh, it's so good. Or I curl up with a blanket that feels good. And I'm like, oh, it's so cozy. And I let him see my pleasure. It's not even conscious. Yeah. But that's an invitation. Mm. It's the subtle things. This is not a hustling. This is not a working for it. 
It's you being so much in pleasure and so much in love with life that you are the invitation. Mm. I love that. And then there's that vulnerability aspect in terms of the communication. Does this help? Absolutely. Keep me posted. Thank you. Thank you to Jasmine for so much honesty. I had Jasmine take a good look at herself and she just did so with so much grace and so much ownership and so much willingness. And that to me is one of the most important parts of personal development and an evolution in consciousness. We can't just be aware of our stuff. We have to take responsibility for how we're showing up. So let's talk about this call. As you heard, she's married 11 years. Her husband's great, even cooks dinner for her every night. I mean, sign me up for that. But she wants more presence and intimacy and connection in her life. She feels like she's just going through the motions and he's not really taking time to pause and be in the present. Just an aside, I'm going to talk here about feminine and masculine energy. And as a reminder, this isn't a gender-based thing. Both men and women, or however you identify, we all have masculine and feminine energy in us. It's like the yin and the yang, the sun and the moon. They go together and we want them in balance. And most of us tend to have one energetic that sits in front of the other. And in this case with Jasmine, who's in a heterosexual relationship, she has a more feminine essence. I could tell that from how she talked and what she shared and what she's craving. The feminine yearns for presence, yearns for affection, yearns for intimacy. And her husband is kind of in the masculine, but often sometimes in that shadow masculine because the masculine energetic is focused. It's laser focused. It is responsible, but it can be in the shadow masculine if it's hyper-focused to the point that it's ignoring emotional availability. So I see a lot of people in masculine energy go into work and responsibility mode and it kind of gets on the shadow side or the shutdown side or the unhealthy side when they get so tunnel visioned in that there's not space for that emotional intimacy. So, and that's what Jasmine's craving. She's craving that emotional intimacy. But as you heard, the dynamics in the relationship have changed. And I'm sure if you're in a relationship, especially one that's 10 plus years, who you were at the beginning of the relationship isn't the same. And she shared in the beginning, she was more the people pleaser. She was doing things. She was taking care of things. And then she was like, well, wait, what about me? And started focusing more on her. So in a way, she's kind of the one that changed the rules, changed the dynamic. So then she goes to him and is like, I want more of this. And he does it for a little while, but He's probably internally, whether consciously or not, thinking, wait a second, like now you want this from me and you're not doing all these other things. And now you're wanting all this other stuff from me. When is enough going to be enough? So then there's a standoff, right? He's feeling resentful that he has more responsibility and she's starting to feel resentful that she's not getting what she wants. And she put all those years into pleasing him. So there's a deeper vulnerability that needs to happen in this relationship, a deeper level of intimacy. And that's one of the things I encourage is for her to really be vulnerable, to, to share that, hey, I, I'm scared to put myself out there. I'm scared to be more intimate. I'm scared to be more affectionate because I don't want to get rejected. And maybe that will open up a conversation within him because what I really saw is that there's two people that have some rejection wounding taking place here. Maybe there was emotional unavailability 
with their parents on either side. And so there's a little kid in there who's vulnerable and he's like, well, I don't want to put myself out there because I may get hurt. I may get rejected. And if they're able to talk about in that in the relationship, then there's a massive healing opportunity to happen. I also talked to Jasmine about, since she's the one that's doing more consciousness work, she may have to put more work into the relationship. Now, we can't change other people, but we can be the change we want to see in the world or in a relationship. And since she has more consciousness of her own dynamics and of what's going on, she may have to put in a little more work. And the work here is really being that invitation, being that feminine invitation for more love, for more connection, for him to really feel loved and acknowledged because just because he's confident because he's successful doesn't mean he has self-worth. So please don't confuse confidence in another person or yourself that's based on achievement. That's more compensation confidence than it is true, authentic confidence because you know you're worthy. So I think he may be dealing with a little self-worth and when he feels like he's not showing up for her, that just more evidence inside his own wounding that he's not enough. So when she can really be that invitation and acknowledge him and again, invitation without expectation. You know, when we want something to happen from expectation, we aren't the invitation for it to happen. And I'm really going to call out the ladies on this one because I see this over and over and over again with women because I'm making another massive generalization here. So forgive me, but I see women are mostly the ones that listen to the show. I see women at personal development work in greater numbers than men. The PS, this is not a diss on men. It just seems like for a while, women have been doing a lot of the work and they tend to put more work into their relationship, again, generally. And so then they learn, all right, I'll drop into my feminine, but there's the expectation for something to change. It's like, sure, I'll be loving. I'll be more in my feminine energy. I'll be that invitation, but I better get what I want. (laughs) So really be honest with yourself. Are you the invitation without expectation or are you being the invitation because you want something to happen? What I encourage Jasmine to do is just to be so in the quality of love, so in love with herself because that's really the wounding, you know, from dad. She didn't feel like she was loved or really seen by dad and she's looking for that from husband. That's why this lack of intimacy hurts so much. But if she can just really fill her own cup and be full of love and be that invitation, the likelihood of him responding to that is far greater than if she's asking from a place of expectation or demands or worse yet, ultimatum. She's not going to heal her dad wound by expecting him to fix it. She can heal it within the container of the relationship by filling herself up so much with love, by bringing that little girl into her own heart and parenting her and being so in joy, so in love that her husband's like, huh, what happened to my wife? I just, I just want to hug her. It really works. Trust me, when we are that invitation and we are the change that we want to see, that's, that's truly the only way change is created. So some takeaways for you. 
Where may you be in a relationship, Brett? Where may you be in patterns in your relationship that maybe are breeding resentment, that are based on old stories that need to be updated, that need to be cleaned out? Where do you need to do a little bit relationship detoxing and feng shui and, and shift into the next level of your relationship? Next, if you want something to change, be the invitation for it. Don't expect, invite. Think about joining us for the inner child workshop. Like I said to Jasmine, anytime I do inner child work, my connection with my husband is always better because I'm not unconsciously projecting stuff on him. And finally, for those of you in a relationship, or you could even do this with yourself and just make it between you and you, you could do it as mirror work, download our free sacred union process, which is a guided process. It's about a 40 minute process. You can get that at christinehassler.com slash sacred union. All right, everybody, that is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.